Well, hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on breathing and movement. Well, happy Monday morning. In the state of Minnesota, we're on our second lockdown because there's another surge in cases. Um, talk about moving the goalpost. It originally was to make sure there's enough PPE and prepare the hospital beds. Since that time, we've closed the COVID hospital, and it only had 70 or 90 beds, but we apparently weren't in need of um, more beds, and now we are. So I kind of like pull my hair out. And there's actually people on my Facebook page arguing with me that we increased our capacity by decreasing the amount of available beds. That's obviously someone who's missed the math or (laughs) is blinded. Um, Because if you minus 70, or I think it had 90 beds, if you minus 90 from any equation, it makes it go down. I'll say that again. When you take 90 out of any equation, even if you increase your capacity at your current hospital, it makes the absolute number go down. I know math is hard. Science is hard. Math and science died March 2020. So what is today's podcast going to be about? Um, Well, you know, I wanted to go into some of the common sense approaches like, oh, it's the second surge. Well, human coronaviruses have been around, you know, good thousand or two years. And we already know that with human coronaviruses, OC43229E, NL63HKU1, that they go through three peaks or three surges a year. That's their normal life cycle. But, you know, what am I supposed to know? I actually effing read and keep up with science, not the stuff that's on TV. Um, And that includes some of the doctors out there. They're just talking to each other. It's like, have you cracked a research? Have you been on PubMed and looked up anything about OC43 and its normal characteristics throughout the year at all? You think before you open up your pie hole that you definitely would want to, you know, do some studying. And that's what I found. This is a pandemic, an epidemic of ignorance and stupidity. Ignorance meaning lack of knowledge. Stupidity meaning saying silly stuff like a toddler and you're a 40, 50-year-old professional. It makes no sense to me. Um, Being a professional means before you open up your pie hole, including mine, you look it up, you study it, you get two or three opinions, then you go with it. I'm not used to being spoon-fed. I went to a university where they would give you the notes. They'd say, read this, read this. But then they would question the hell out of you. I am so thankful for my education at University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and Honors University, or whatever they call it now. Um, it, was a, it was a very good way of doing things. All my professors were, would drill down. But that was the 80s, early 80s. And I guess that um, we don't do that anymore. So anyway... What is today's podcast going to be about? Addictions. No, not cocaine, not, you know, crack, marijuana, alcohol, gambling, sex, porn, um, food. Um, it's, It's going to be about the greatest addiction in the world. And the greatest addiction is not drugs or alcohol. 
but the addiction to other people's limited opinions about you and your life. I'll say that again. The greatest addiction is not drugs or alcohol, but the addiction to other people's limited opinions about you and your life. That's amazing. Should I say that a third time? Why not? The greatest addiction is not to drugs or alcohol or anything else, but the addiction you have to other people's limited opinions about you and your life. Some people will limit their lives. Some people will not take the chance, go back to school, you know, work out with that crazy powerlifting nemesis group, um, you know, stay at home and live in the basement because they want to keep other people happy by fitting into their, lim their other people's limited opinion about themselves, whether that's parents, preachers, teachers, family members, friends, and I call them fremenies, at least that's what my kids call them. They're not your friends, they're your enemy. So how does that happen? Before we, it's not philosophical. It's not political. It's none of those things. It's all neurological. We're a biological creature. Everything breaks down to biology and physiology. Sorry, the reason you like country music is somewhere along the line, you fired serotonin and dopamine in your brain when you heard a song about losing your pickup truck, losing your job, losing your wife, and your dog died. And you fired those neurotransmitters in your brain, and it made you happy. So every time you hear country music, you fire up. Same with hip-hop. Same with death metal. I mean, really, if you listen to death metal with someone is burping into a mic and screaming, and people get dopamine and serotonin rushes. I think my wife only gets a headache from it. But think about that. Some people really like that. Art. Somebody looks at abstract art. That's where they basically throw paint against a, a canvas, and people say, ooh, wow, let's pay a million dollars for it. It's amazing, you know? And people really love that because when they look at it, they fire off all these good, happy neurotransmitters, these happy, joyful chemicals in their brain. And it happens every time. It becomes a pattern. Your brain's neuroplastic. That means it learns certain things. And it will start firing that every single time. Every time. So you learn to love, you know, abstract art as opposed to realism where you can actually tell well that is a person so or you know you think about impressionism remember that was really big it's fuzzy i remember the first time i went to an art gallery my mom took me around when we were kids i thought i needed glasses because everything was fuzzy and out of focus well that's the way it's supposed to look fred it's a monet and i'm like what the hell you can't see anything well it's impressionism you're supposed to have an impression well, it's, it looks like a cloud and some people having a picnic at a park, but why can't we have it look like a picnic at a park? I, you know, but of course that went off and it became very famous, Impressionism. People fired off happy chemicals in their brain and they learned to like it. Like some people like football and there's a whole group who hate sports. Some people like powerlifting. People think that's ridiculous. Marathon running, ultra running, they fire off these chemicals when they think about it. Stamp collecting, come on, coin collecting, you know. 
There's people that are actually di- addicted to sitting on their ass on a couch watching Netflix because they're firing off happy chemicals. And there's people that fire off these happy chemicals in their brain when they're held back from friends and family. It's almost similar to codependency. Codependency is where you're stuck in a bad relationship and you actually feed that poor relationship and that poor mistreatment of yourself by supporting the abuser or the the addicted person. Codependency basically means you are codependent or hooked on, dependent, hooked on something. Well, a lot of people are addicted. If their mom and dad tell them that this is the career path for them, they go that way. If they watch TV and they say this is the latest jeans or these are the latest uh, fashions. I got four teenage daughters. I know all about this stuff. This is the latest uh, singer or pop star. Let me scream. And they get the dopamine rushes and serotonin rushes. And you can't deny those. Those are chemicals that are firing off in their brain, making them feel happy, making them go that direction. What does it mean for you? Well, if you're an adult and not a toddler, there's a lot of toddlers out, out there now in the pandemic. If you're an adult and not a toddler, guess what? You can say, all right, this makes me feel good, but is it good for me? And we all know about that. You know, I would love to have, you know, a gallon of chocolate milk and a dozen donuts right now. But that's not good for me. I'm trying to lose a little weight, take care of my back. And, you know, I know I, that would not be good. Now, with all that sugar and the experience, the ritual, just the ritual, opening that donut box fires off serotonin. Just like they did studies with smokers, they found that smokers fired off most of their serotonin and dopamine, the happy hormones in our brain, before they even lit up. It was the ritual of getting out of the pack, banging the, the, uh, the tobacco down, you know, where they hit the box against their wrist or their hand, right? Pack, pack, pack. They pull it out. They light up the cigarette. Before they even inhaled and the nicotine hit them, the happy hormones were already being released in their brain. This is research. It's been out for decades. So what's that tell you? That sometimes it's not the substances like the alcohol, the cocaine, the tobacco, the gambling, whatever you could be addicted to. Sometimes it's just the ritual of it. Well, sometimes we get stuck in the rituals, the negative rituals. Negative rituals will fire off these things. And people will sit there and say, I don't know how I got in this position. Well, you listen to your friends about, you know, not going to university or going, to, going out to the University of Hawaii. You stayed locally. And guess what? You got stuck and you're going to have a bad life because you made those choices. Oh, you dated this person instead of the other person. The other person was the perfect person for you and your personality, loved you to death, loyal as can be, hard worker, hard working on the um, relationship, would have been a great parent. But you went with the first person because your friend group or your parents approved of them. And now you're stuck in a 20-year bad marriage. Sound familiar for some of you out there? I know you people. You DM me. I'm a life coach, and I work with a lot of you. But this is where it comes. You, the problem was not the person or choosing the wrong person. The problem is fundamental. It's bigger. You were addicted 
to other people's limited opinions and beliefs about you and your life. What you should do, could do, can do. Thank God I don't listen to that. Oh, it's a pandemic. You really can't train. Found a way to train. You know, training in the basement. You know, oh, you know, you, you know, you have a busted shoulder, six screws in it, Fred. You know, oh, yeah. Well, I rehabbed the hell out of it. Benching 500 within 11 months after six screws in it. Why? Because people told me I couldn't do it. And I'm like, that's a limiting opinion. Now, you got to get to the point. You know, if the limiting opinion is if you jump off a five-story building straight to the ground without any type of parachute or trampoline at the bottom to catch you, guess what? You're going to die. That's not a limiting opinion. That's reality. An opinion is based on someone's understanding of their current knowledge base and their experience mixed with emotional proclivities. What does that mean? I'm saying all kinds of stuff off the top of my head. I want you to understand that my opinion, Fred's opinion, let's say I'm a, chiro I'm a chiropractor, been doing this 30 years, been in healthcare, physical therapy since the 80s, so lo a long time. So my opinion on your shoulder or back is based on hundreds of cases, maybe even thousands. I think I'm up to my 10,000th file now. It's crazy when I think of the numbers that I'm generating. But if I, you know, maybe a thousand cases of shoulders like that, at least 500 to 750 have I seen shoulders in 30 years. Same type of shoulder. This is what's going to happen. Here's the bell curve. Now, I also say, because my experience has also shown that some people were outliers and some people do worse than others. And the same amount that do worse than others approximately is the, the amount of people that do better than others with shoulders. That's just a standard deviation. So there's always one or two standard deviations, the second standard deviation, third standard deviation, the right and left tail of the bell, of, uh, the bell curve. There will always be those outliers. God bless them. Because that's taught me, see, taught me. When I say, you know what? You know, you're never, ever going to be able to do football again. I don't say that anymore because the majority, yeah, 99% of the people can't play football. But I've had one or two cases with someone with this condition who came back. But, but here's their formula. They worked twice, three times a day at their rehab. They iced. They made their rehabilitation and getting back to play, game play, the most important thing in their life. Most people don't make rehabilitation the most important thing in their life. Most people don't make success, if you want to earn money, um, academic success, financial success, parenting success, relationship success, the most important thing in their life. And they wonder why they're screwed up. It's amazing. I'll ask someone, I can't find any men. I can't find any good women. I go, how hard are you working on your communication skills? So when you're in a relationship, you know how to listen fully, interpret what they're saying, and communicate your own thoughts fully. They're like, what the hell are you talking about, Fred? And I say, exactly. If you're not working hard at it, and I mean when you're single, if you're not working hard at it, guess what? 
you're not going to go anywhere. And if you're already in a, a relationship, if you're already married, and you're not working on your communication skills every day, every week to improve them, if you're not constant, constantly and never ending and trying to improve, guess what? You're going to slip back. If you're not improving, you're dying. There is no steady state in physiology. So that's something to think about. So you have people that have opinions of you. And a lot of times, people get dopamine rushes and serotonin rushes by being in a group. We all do. We are social animals, just like a pack of wolves or dogs, okay? We are social animals. If you look at primates, very social. There's a hierarchy. You know, we get dopamine, serotonin rushes, feeling safe around other people. And those people are like-minded. Here's the problem. What if those people are losers? What if those people don't understand why you're lifting weights? Even if it's your family, why are you lifting all those weights? Well, I don't know. I'm setting world records and I'm a world champion. Well, we don't understand that. You can get hurt. Hello, did you just hear me? I'm world champion. These are arguments that Olympic athletes have gone through. And that's why Olympic athletes sometimes have to separate themselves from friends or family. Because their friends and family will never be Olympic athletes. They're going to sit on the couch and watch TV. The closest they will get to a medal is if they go to the dollar store and buy a plastic one as a prize for their four-year-old snotty, snotty-nosed kids for, you know, fourth birthday. That is it. That's the closest they'll get to success in that level. And some people will be haters. Some people will, you know, try to convince you with science and emotion and experience that you shouldn't do this. You should take care of me. You should be like us and, and lower yourself lo lower than the group of us. We don't understand why you're doing that. I remember um, um, a incident, an incident that Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about. A gentleman came up to him and he goes, looked at him and said, I would never want to be as big as you. And Arnold said, don't worry, you never will. Love that comment. Because you won't. You're a loser. You're, you know, you have garden hoses for arms. You're never, ever, ever going to get to that level of athletic achievement. Now, again, there's other things besides athletics. There's academia. There's your career. There's parenting. There's relationships. But everything that you go for, don't let other people hold you back. If you're, if you're modeling your relationships based on what your parents have, and your parents had a sucky relationship, couldn't communicate, got divorced three times over, maybe you should start looking and say, okay, how can I do this better? Because you're going to end up, this is from personal experience, screwing things up by relying on what you learned and the opinions of other people, the limiting opinions. So if uh, marriage has always been the bunkers, Archie and Edith, Archie comes home from work, sits his ass in front of a chair watching TV, Edith, bring me a beer and a sandwich. If that's your idea of a relationship, even if it's unconscious, that will bleed through to your conscious activity. I will say that. Other people's limiting opinion about you and your life 
will bleed through from your unconscious to your conscious behaviors. And that's where you have to check yourself. You have to check yourself and say, okay, is this behavior what I want out of life? Or is this some unconscious behavior? I don't know where it picked it up. You don't have to have psychoanalysts tear you apart like Sigmund Freud trying to figure out where it came from. I know some people think that's important. Eh, just change your behavior. You'll figure it out years later. I'm like, oh, my dad said this to me. Or my best friend group did this to me. That's where I'm acting on this. Rise above. So, and that means even your neighbors sometimes. Even if you're the only one in the desert doing the right thing, trying to be a better parent, have better relationships, take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, being the best you can be, going back to college, going back to school, trying to get that raise, working, working hard, going into work early, leaving late, you know, spending extra time coaching your kids' um, athletic events, reading to them at night, spending time sitting down talking to get to know them, doing things that most other people don't do. If you are doing that, you will stick out of the mud, just in, or I would call the swill that everyone else is in. And when people are all stuck in this swill, this swamp, everyone wants to pull you back down. Sometimes when someone's going down the toilet and they're spinning, I'm going down, Fred, help me, and they reach up, they try to pull you down. They don't really want to come up to your level. That hand that they're reaching for is not for a hand up. Sometimes it's to pull you down. You have to be careful. The greatest addiction, the greatest addiction in the world is not to drugs or alcohol or anything else, but the addiction to other people's limiting opinions about you and your life break free sometimes you have to change churches or synagogues or mosques sometimes you have to change friend groups sometimes you have to write down your goals and look at them every day and verbalize them sometimes your kids won't understand you your parents won't understand you your siblings your family your friends your neighbors won't understand you it's okay I know I wear some crazy clothes when I go work out or whatever, and across the street we have doctors that live there, and I have a cancer doctor who lives up the road, and she just started powerlifting, so that's good. She understands us now. But a lot of people are like, what are you guys always working out and doing those things? It's like, oh, we're working out. And I remember someone said, well, you know, how's the workout going? Oh, you know, this is a couple years ago. Yeah, we just won the nationals. What? National what? National powerlifting. You're national champions? Well, yeah. This, this is how you do it. Not doing the things that you do. If you want to be a good parent, don't do the things you saw. Unless you had great parents. Maybe level up. Do something different. Break the chain of that addiction. There are plenty of books on communications if you want to work on relationships. Plenty books on nutrition and how to exercise and sports to take care of your body. Plenty of things on positive thinking and how to get your mind right. And if you don't know how to do it, get a coach. Get a life coach. Get a psychologist. Get a coach for the gym. 
get get a relationship coach. There's plenty of those. You know, get some get a career coach. Get someone that will help you move on. Take continuing education classes that will move you ahead in your profession. Study, read every day. Read. I'm blessed. I'm a speed reader, so I can go through a lot of material fast. How about this? Why don't you learn to speed read? If you work on it, you'll be good in about a year or two. But could you imagine going through a textbook in under two hours and having full retention? Go take a class. Why wouldn't you want that? I don't understand. If, if someone gave me the goose that laid the golden egg, I'd take care of that goose. Lay the golden egg. Do it again. Don't kill the goose. Guess what? You already have the goose that lays the golden egg. It's called your brain your neurology, your, your own body is capable of so much more. Don't limit yourself to the opinions of others so that they have a serotonin rush by you sticking in their loser group. How about moving ahead, always constantly improving? Try that. I'm telling you, the high you get from learning something new every day or smiling at yourself because you know you're doing the next right thing is amazing. Choose your friends wisely and be careful of what you let into your brain, even if it's from, even if it's from your best friend. Always ask them, why did you say that? Are you trying to limit me? Do you know from your experience that this is impossible? That's usually what I say. Do you know from your experience and your studies that this is impossible? And they look at you, what? So you're just giving an emotional opinion. No, thank you. I'm not going to base my life on the emotional opinions of others. I may take their intellectual experience and their opinions, and I'll write it down, and I'll think about it, and then I'll research it myself. I'll do the hard work. But once you do the hard work, you start reclaiming your life. Don't be limited by the opinions of other people. And this has been another fact podcast.